Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous. We are helping teachers get the most joy out of their school days. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and presenter. Best of all, father. This is episode 99. I can't believe we made it to 99. Let's let's hope we make it to 100, I should say. Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, and this, this one is going to be a good episode. I'm super jazzed. We have a new first time guest on well played today. We have Claudio Zavala and with us, we are chatting about the power of storytelling, something that is just so central to some of, the, of our classrooms and some of our gamified things we do, but we can use that power of storytelling all the time as teachers crafting a story for our students, as well as social media Super, super excited to have you. Let's have you introduce yourself a little bit. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Claudio Zavala Jr. I am an instructional technology coordinator in the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, known as DFW. So if you ever fly down into the Dallas area, you'll fly either into DFW Airport or the Dallas Love Field. So um, I work with mainly secondary uh, educators and helping them integrate technology into the classroom. Pretty uh, excited to be here as well. Uh, if you guys that are listening have a chance, bop on to, he. I mean, Claudio's on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Check all of these sort of outlets. Uh, I first followed you actually on Instagram. That was my sort of mm -hmm. first connection liked what you're putting out there a lot of these creative things on instagram it's a it's a space that you i think sort of mix some of your posts mm -hmm. yes uh and then your youtube stuff has just been really like awesome to follow really well done thank and, you and, and and powerful so i really want to make sure everyone checks that stuff out thanks thanks thank you no problem uh i'm actually going to put so if you guys go to my youtube youtube dot com slash mr matera i'll put claudio's channel in in my featured channels off on the right hand side so check out that and then subscribe to his channel you're gonna be glad you did awesome all right so let's dive into this before we started chatting uh you know on this this recording we were we we're getting some things set up talking about you know things we've done presentations we've done and claudio sure shared with me that he had something that really felt like would fit really well with this topic you did sort of seven, was it seven tips to? Yeah, seven uh, ele elements of good storytelling. So these like seven, uh, seven things you could think about when you're putting together a story, uh, whether it's a, a video. And this was mainly for a video, kind of a, telling a story through video. But obviously you can use these elements in, uh, in many other things. All right. So like I, I don't know. I figure like let's start there because then we can kind of unpack some of those things or a few of them. As we move forward, so, sounds sounds good. So we'll, what, we'll go what's ahead. N what's number one, or are these in any particular order? Is like not, number not, one the best tip? Not necessarily. No, they there's just they're they're in no particular order. Uh, so I think they're all e equally um, equally good to use. Um, so I'll I'll just say it's number one just because it's the first one on my list. So <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so basically the story element. So this first one, uh, point point of view. So basically. Um, who's going to be your audience? So that's, I think that's a really key uh, a thing to think about when you're putting together a story. You, you want to tell a story. Who, who's going to be watching it? Who's going to be listening to it? Um, is it going to be a group of students, uh, elderly folks, uh, teachers, um, 
creative people, musicians. So, so whatever it is, is think about you know uh, who's going to be your audience and what's the what's the point of the story that you want to share. So um, I think that's a key thing to to think about. Uh, number two, uh, a dramatic question. So something that that um, you want to be answered. So uh, I'm, I'm a Star Wars fanatic. So um, well, you know, is will Luke Skywalker save the day? That's the question. Is he is he going to save the day? Uh, is Woody going to make it back to Andy? <laughs> you know, thing of a Toy Story. So those, those like, what's the, the the main question that in your story? Um, and then uh, number three on the list is emotional content. Um, is there humor, desire, revelation? The, basically, the human experience. Uh, well, you know, we all have. Um, different emotions that so you want to draw people into your story. So you want to kind of tug either at their heart, their mind. Uh, so emotional content. Uh, and then uh, being that this was like for a video kind of uh, class of sure. voice. Uh, so using your voice uh, more, more um, inflection and tone. So if, and obviously in video, um, you know, we could probably use the most famous, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know, Bueller, Bueller, I mean, the, 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 the tone in that, but that was, that was purposeful. That was, that was, I mean, I think we've all had a teacher like that at some point in our, our lives. So we were all able to relate to that moment. Um, soundtrack. That's, uh, let's see, number five, soundtrack. Oh, yeah, number five. Uh, but so that just adds another layer of, of meaning to the story. Um, if I, what, what I would say is try to, to feel to kind of understand what this is, is, um, you know, you watch a, a, a horror thriller movie and if you are able to turn off that, you know, the, that, sure. that, you know, here comes, here comes Jason. But right. if you turn it off, you're probably not as scared because there's that, that's not that emotion. There's not that, that layer of meaning there. So, well, like a good, a really good example of that, like right pops into my head is Jaws without the, yes. dun, dun, yep. dun, dun. without that, it's just guys on a fishing it's, boat. Exactly. Like, you're yeah. like, yeah, they're having fishing. It's fine. The dun, yep. dun, you know, there's something underneath that water. There's something coming. And, and, and I think most every, you know, horror movie from, from, from way back has some sort of soundtrack there. It's like, oh my God, something's coming. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, bah, you know, you get scared. Um, so that's, uh, number five, number six pacing, um, fading in and out. Uh, so that obviously in, in a, in a, in a movie, you got some fade to black, you know, there's some transitioning, um, but sometimes using, using space to kind of pace out the story, uh, a little bit longer time to, to tell a certain part. Um, so sometimes some things need to be told quickly. Sometimes things need to take a little bit of time. So think of, Think of pacing when you're telling a story. And then um, in uh, the last one, in number seven, economize. And what I mean by that is basically um, a lot of times you can use images to tell words without even saying the words. Uh, Symbolism is is great. So that's like um, in the last element here is using um, imagery as a symbol. So um, and obviously, again, this being used in, in video. Um, it's great, uh, to, you know, use that if, if, if you don't want to use words, use images to tell the words. So those are the, the seven elements, um, that kind of to help tell a, a story. Uh, I think those are all really good tips and remember that 
he was talking about video content, but you know, breaking these down, these are all things that we could sort of weave into our our classroom stories. They could be, yes. we, we, I mean, really like thinking about how you sort of launch a unit. So in, in a gamified class, I tend to make the start of a unit kind of a big piece to my story. It's, a, it's like, here's, here's the situation, here's what's happening. Uh, so for example, I just started my Rome unit and uh, the, the story there is that Caesar's in power and he has taken over most of the known world and he wants to create kind of the best museum. And then, you know, all my students are going to end up making these museum pieces and have cool. to like sort of put this all together. Uh, and then to even add to the story, they have to like name their museum. They're going to have to like make some tickets for the museum. Uh, they really have to think it through. I have four tables in my room and I said that those tables are going to represent four different rooms at the museum. So then you have to think what pieces would go together in this mm. room versus that room. All of these things that you could argue are these these little moments of, mm -hmm. of storytelling. Like I, I could have just had to make a museum piece. Let's just say go make a Roman museum piece. Go make a piece, yeah. You know, that's it. Like that could have been uh, the absolutely. Google Doc sheet. <laughs> but instead, like I'm asking them to think about point of view. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Because now it's not just an assignment for me. It's like, no, no, no. Like you're in the context of you're making this museum for others. Who's gonna watch it? What are they gonna What are they gonna get from it? Absolutely, I love then, it. Then, like going down your list, like dramatic question. I mean, this we we talk to them as like traveling exhibits often have to have some sort of catchy sort of phrase to get you to go to the, your local museum that you've been to a hundred times. But now you got to go there because there's this Caesar exhibit. Like, mm -hmm. what might be that dramatic question that gets people to be like, ah, I want to look at Rome again. I want to look at these things. Why, why do I want to invest my time to 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 see it? Yeah, too. Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like you were kind of saying something if you don't mind it, but yeah. Um, I think one thing that that w even in gamification, but even in storytelling in your classroom. I mean, I I remember when I taught there was times you know just doing a read aloud, um, and I actually just thought of it as like you know I don't know why I never did it, but um, a soundtrack when you're telling when you're reading a story to your students, like find a a um, a soundtrack to play in the background as you're reading story. I mean, that I think could add a powerful um, feeling to the story. I think there's a story uh, book, um, Pink and Say. Have you ever heard that, read that story? Mm -hmm. I think authors Patricia Polacco, I think. So basically, these two boys in Civil War era, um, one is of uh, the, uh, I believe, the Confederate Army, and then one was in the Union, but it was like the, the Black Regiment Army, and the two kids. Uh, get stuck at some point, and he helps helps him out. So basically, he gets injured, takes him home. But basically, it's a Civil War era kind of story. But um, but if there was like some sort of soundtrack in the background, I think I don't know if that that brings students into the story as you're reading it. I don't know. It's just thought maybe hundred percent it does. I, <laughs> I I sometimes like to play dramatic music in my in my classroom. I've, um, I'm a Spotify subscriber, so I just searched up some dramatic music, got some different tracks that I like a lot and then sometimes I play those during these sort of unit launches mm, I'm telling cool. you about and sometimes I play them during activities we do but I love the ones where I play them in the background as I describe you know like the the project or task we're working on I can't tell you how many times kids are like oh, you've like so practiced this because like 
it <laughs> it crescendoed right at that right moment. But I have to tell you, they're sort of right. I have not practiced it, but something happens to you, the presenter, mm. when when that music's in the background. You almost start to pace to that music, and it's crazy. Like it's crazy yes. how how powerful that can be for the listener, but also how sort of transformative it can be for you, the the speaker. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's and I think. I mean, if you listen to, even if you just listen to, um, to music, you know, a lot of the um, artists that are telling, basically, their song goes through a story, they're telling it through music, and you're like, man, I've felt that before. I've I've mm-hmm. been through that before. And you're basically drawn into the song, and then I got to hear that again. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, you know, like as educators who are trying to bring more experiences to their students. They want to bring that classroom experience to life. Uh, and, and obviously on this sort of podcast or channel, we talk a lot about gamification, but that's that's not the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying, adding it to adding that soundtrack to even just reading a book to your students could be huge. Uh, but thinking even about these seven points for ourselves as teachers to sort of make the classroom experience heightened, I mean, I'm just thinking about like using your voice. Like, oh yeah. Don't just run through content with that monotone voice. Like, do some inflection. Do some. Do some pacing. You know, like yeah, you said, number, number six. Like, slow down. Speed up. You know, raise that volume. Lower that volume. Absolutely. I think. I think. Um, I think. Any. 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 Any teacher. If you're reading. Um, I, I mean. I was that teacher that, I mean, made myself look like a fool, uh, reading stories and trying to be an old lady in the story. Someone with a British accent, if the if the story had to do, you know, we were doing the, uh, you know, the the thirteen colonies when, and and, you know, trying to do that accent when you're reading like a passage of someone. But I think that's just, again, ultimately you're do, you're doing it for your audience, you for your students. But that voice, the students are like drawn into, you with like. Wow, teachers like really going all out with their acting and using their voice, like you said, inflection and, and even fake voices. Uh, hard part is keeping them all straight after you start doing all these different voices. But, <laughs> but I think, you know, even trying to do that, I think really does draw students in. No, I, I couldn't agree more that 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 it's just a it's a heightened experience. I mean, it's mm-hmm. more it's more sensory, if you will, when and it's definitely pulling at those heartstrings. It's more emotional, and and you said something there that I I often talk about at you know on this channel and and other other spaces is you you sort of told a story about how when you chose to get more into that experience that your mm-hmm. students noticed, hey man, the teacher's really going all out. Yeah. And and I, I just want people to recognize that like when you take that risk to read that story with the grandma voice, or you take that risk to try something you've never done, try a breakout box, or you take that risk and and try a new web tool, mm-hmm. or 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 you you do the gamified unit and you're and you're not quite certain how it's going to work out. You're not certain if your grandma voice is going to be just right. It's, yeah. But the kids, the kids are so forgiving because they see you doing what we ask them to do all the time. Absolutely. They see you taking that risk, taking that chance, and you're striving for that better experience. I, I think, I think uh, you, the, 
that keyword is the risk, taking the risk. I mean, um, you know, whether, uh, hey, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do my class in rows. I'm going to, I'm going to put just tables here. I, I mean, I've seen people bringing in sofas into their classroom. And um, the other day, someone posted something, and it was like, that's pretty cool. I said today is is a, we're in the Starbucks mode in the right now in the class. And I was like, oh, so they, you know, when you when you're at Starbucks, everyone's sitting at different tables at Starbucks drinking their coffee, but everybody's kind of to themselves. Everybody's kind of quiet, reading their studying. So that's kind of where we're at. We're in a Starbucks mode right now. So you basically are kind of doing your own, you're kind of working on your own project. And then I'm assuming if there's a Starbucks mode, there's probably a, a, a amusement park mode. Hey, we're all out. We're all, <laughs> we're all all around going on rides. We're having fun, you know, and it's a noisy moment. So, um, I think just taking that risk and, and um, basically you have to get to the point where you're, it's like, it's not about me. It's about, it's about the students. So, I mean, I agree, but diving into sort of what you do. So you started a YouTube channel. Yes. And some of these tips you said, you know, were like really more geared in, in your mind towards creating a, a story you know, for YouTube or for video. So could you, could you sort of walk us through your process, right? So like Claudio gets an idea. I want to make a YouTube video about okay. blank. Sounds good. Now, where do you go? Like you have five tips to use in Google in the classroom or no, you're big with Adobe spark, right? Adobe, Adobe products. Um, so like, let's and... say your next video wants to be about one of those. Okay. How do you create a story about that? That doesn't seem like to jump out. Like the word story, I think for many people means Luke Skywalker. Yes. Right? Like, so yeah. how do you make five tips to use an Adorby Spark? So, story? oh, that's a great question. So, um, you know, obviously, like you're saying, it's not going to be like a Luke, it's not going to be a fiction story. So you're, you're basically sharing with someone how to, how to, how to create something. So first of all, what I try to do is, um, I'll, I'll research what's what else is out there that, that others have done. I mean, it's it's always you know we sometimes we learn from what others are doing and basically trying to I'm trying to not to copy someone but just like okay that they're doing this they're doing that. Um, a lot of times it's just basically what hey I've I've played with the app I've done something like hey maybe this might help someone out. Like one time I created uh, uh, an image and and like a, a mask effect where you basically it's a solid background, but all you see is color through text. So I was like, okay, I want to show people how to do that. So um, what I do is I script out my my YouTube videos, um, and not word for word, but basically trying to get the points across that I want to say. I mean, um, I don't know if you can if you can see this or not. Yeah, that's but, good. That's good um, right there. So you know, I'll uh, I'll do my title and. Uh, just because I watch several people, what they do, there's some awesome YouTubers out there, and I'm like, man, that's it's really neat what they're doing. I don't copy what they did. I said, okay, so they kind of, you want to share? I like to share a little bit about myself before I actually start the the topic. So, you know, a while back, uh, maybe I shared a toy that I that I bought just because I collect toys because I lost a bunch of them when I was little. So <laughs> like, yeah, I'll try to relate it somehow. But then. Uh, then I was like right here, I say, okay, then my bumper runs where it's that little introductory video Then I make sure I say hi who I am. So basically go through those points and So the topic was hey today I'm going to share with you about Adobe spark and then 
I basically point out what is it that I want to share. Um, and if it's one where I want them to see the actual interface of the app, so I'll record that. Um, I'll still talk through it so that my whole audio is just one file. But then afterwards, I'll go and record it later on, on the phone and then do all my editing. Um, so basically, I tell people, okay, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to show you. Uh, here's how. And then, hey, this is what I what we did today. Uh, and then, hey, did you learn something today? If you did, you know, give me two thumbs up, you know, and then see you next time. Uh, a lot of times I don't know what I'm going to do next. Um, sometimes it's people say, hey, would you – you should do a video on this. I'm like, okay. So I have actually like a running list of yep. suggestions that people have. Um, it's like at some point, okay, just trying to find, fit it in. Uh, if that's sometimes it's like, I'm not feeling something at some point. I was like, nah, I'm going to do this instead. Um, sometimes I have no idea what I'm going to do until like the night before. It's like, I was like, I need like, and that's the, that's the hard part as when you're working on content like that is trying to come up with different topics and, um, I've done a series of five mobile photography tips because everybody has a phone and everybody takes photos. I'm like, hey, just help people take better photos. Um, and then when I get to a point where like, okay, there's a list. Okay, right now is a good time. I'm going to do that one there. And so I'll do research. If if I don't know, I'll go through and do research. So um, if students are get, wanting to get into YouTube, and it's a great way because um, – you're basically having to do a lot of research trying to figure out how to do something, how it works, uh, sometimes bringing in what other people say, so give a little bit of authority behind why you're doing it. Um, I think it's people think it's uh, it's a quick and easy thing, and it's actually, you know, people we watch movies, two-hour movies. That's why it takes six months to film a movie because there's a lot of editing done, and, uh, a lot of scripting done, but... Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, the the process. Um, quickly, I get I, we could probably spend hours talking about, talking about uh, YouTube production, but um, that's totally kind of could. in a nutshell. I do <laughs> want to say, like on that last note, for anybody that's listening and and care to check out another piece to storytelling, and if you're specifically talking about video here, I watched it's like an 18 minute documentary that somebody made on how Star Wars was saved in the edit. So if you type that in on Google, I mean, you'll, it'll pop up. It is an unbelievable story that most of us don't know how that, that first Star Wars episode four, mm -hmm. like as George Lucas thought it should be, was horrible. Like when he showed it to everyone, everyone was mm -hmm. like, no, this, this is terrible. But he didn't have any more budget because this was the first one, you know, like they didn't have a large budget. So they had to like fix everything just in the edit they couldn't reshoot any scene wow and it dramatically becomes a different movie only in the editing room that's amazing yeah so check it out it's 18 minutes it's really oh, definitely yeah really fascinating i can i can spend hours watching star wars stuff so i'm good <laughs> you're good i don't have to oversell it on you uh so yeah so like this is that's really helpful because uh for a lot of us on different social media platforms you might not be making a video. Some people might be doing a blog post. Uh, so, you know, even as simple as a Twitter post. What are you choosing to share out? I mean, that's a little micro story, but you know, you got to grab their attention. So, are you going to put a picture with your your Twitter? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. is that going to be like your symbolism? You know, like 
Is that going to be where it's quicker with that economy? Exactly. Uh, and then for things like a blog post, you got longer space to actually write, but you know, you're going to hook them with maybe that dramatic question. Yeah. I mean, all of these tips are so good, even in sort of the nonfiction world that, that we sort of work in, in terms of sharing out content. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfectly said. Yeah. I can't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I really like them. I mean, these are, I gotta say, thanks a lot for sharing these out. Uh, I can't believe it, but we're we're sort of already at 25 minutes, which, oh, put, wow. which which puts us at that reflection time. Awesome, yeah. So uh, I chose a quote that I think worked with sort of this idea of being a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, this one comes from Brandon Sanderson. He is a fantasy and science fiction writer. So let's see. Uh, see how you feel this fits with your creative storytelling world. The purpose of a storyteller is not to tell you how to think, but to give you questions to think upon. Can you read it one more time? No problem. The purpose of a storyteller is not to tell you how to think, but to give you a good questions to think upon. Uh, I, I think, first of all, I would say I totally agree with that. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm just going to go back to when I when I first saw Star Wars. I mean, it really, um, it wasn't, <clears throat> I needed to, how this whole story took place. Basically, um, I think it's, you start asking questions about things. You start wondering um, and that, that's basically what it did for me is, is, is wondering, it's like, is there another galaxy? That was the first thing. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, and then I was like, is there really the force? Um, you know, I, I think that's absolutely right. I think when you're telling a story, um, and I hope when I tell stories, if I'm not telling someone how to think, but really make them wonder, uh, I mean, and even ask questions that is, can I tell a story? Am I able to, to, which I think everybody can tell a story. Um, that's absolutely, I, I don't even think I, if I want to say anything and detract from what he's from that quote, that's like perfect. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, the thing I'm going to build off one of the words you used. I think it's a good storyteller will sort of transmit the, this sort of magical feeling of wonder. Right. And that can be yeah. wonder for the character. That could be wonder for what if that could be just a just general sense of wonder. You, you want to instill that bit of curiosity in, in, in fiction and nonfiction, really. Absolutely. And I get to the point is where when you got to the end of that movie, it was like, God, I want to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> that's what's right. going on. <laughs> and that's where you like, you, you, you leave people with, 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 a. uh, the wonder, but also like, gosh, like you, you've hooked them already and you're like, God, I want to know what's going to happen next. What's, what's, what's going on? Uh, I have to wait three years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, it, but it, when you're telling a story, you don't have to wait three years. You're, you're able to, to continue your story. So it's great. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. We've done it. We're, we finished episode 99 of well-played podcast. Thanks for having me. This was a, I really enjoyed it. It was awesome having you. I hope uh, we can get you back on a, another time because uh, the conversation was free flowing. Maybe we could do one on YouTube. 
That'd be cool. Uh, so everyone else, thank you for joining with us today. Uh, it's always an honor to have you guys a part of the ride every week. The well played podcast is growing. Uh, new countries are listening, new, new followers following on, on SoundCloud page. So, uh, as always, it is just an honor to have you guys join us each and every week. I hope you guys have a great week and play on.